The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Today, we have a special guest with us. Many of you know our special guest, Brian Kelly, is a former lieutenant governor of the state of Michigan, but he's got a new job today. Brian, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thanks for having me on the show. Today, a lot of people are coming to know you more as Brian Kelly, the president of the Small Business Association in Michigan, headquartered in Lansing. Yeah, it's really been an awesome organization to be a part of. Been around for 50 years, involved in all kinds of good work, but it's really at the heart of it. It's about making the the world work better for small business and, and what better cause could I work toward? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you've had an amazing career. Um, this is not the beginning of your career at SBAM. You did a lot of things before. You're going to do a lot of things in the second half of your career. But what we're going to talk about today is something that people aren't used to hearing about from you. We're going to get a little bit personal and talk about some different things about the unique perspective that you bring as a midlife career changer, because you've done a lot of things along your career. This is a new step for you. And we think that maybe you might have some good insight to share that our listeners can identify with about what that's like to be a midlife, mid-career, career changer. You know, I have, uh, I've had three, this is my third distinct career. So yeah. I started out in banking and I spent about 11 years in that profession before I ran for office. And I was in office for 12 years and now about a year in association management at the Small Business Association of Michigan. Yeah. And, and you've learned so much along the way. You have some great insight and uh, just thoughts and ideas about what it means to go through some of those changes that I think you want to share with others. So you started in banking. Let's go back there for a second. You started there. So when you jumped into banking, did you think that was your life's work? Was your thought like, this is going to be my career? This is who I am for the rest of my career? It started out as a good job when I was in high school, believe it or not. I was a courier for the bank. And I thought, well, this is just a really good job for a high school student. And more than a decade later, I was a commercial loan officer, vice president, and and doing uh, business loans. And so it was not something that I really planned on doing. I kind of fell into it, Mm -hmm. but loved it. Had a great career and a great um, just uh, presence in in building from and going from all kinds of different positions within that bank. Love the industry. Right. And uh, I wouldn't have been surprised to have been in banking for longer, but mm-hmm. uh, but just set my sights on something different and went for it. Right. And that and I think that happens with a lot of folks as you start out your career, you, you kind of fall into something that seems good. You go with it for a while, but somewhere along the line, you got the bug to run for office. So how Tell us about that, how that came to be. I was always interested in politics, but the idea of frontline politics, doing it like for my job, for right. my career was, uh, was it's, it's kind of un, 
unlikely, right? And a lot of there aren't too many positions compared to the whole population available. So, um, but I I held a local office. I ran for county commissioner okay. and uh, and won, and spent a few year two terms, four years as a county commissioner and was surprised by how much I loved it. We did a lot of good work and I kind of caught the bug then, but that was just a very part-time thing, you know, three or four right. meetings at night, three or four meetings per per uh, month. And that, w- that was the extent of it. Yeah. And, uh, but, but then at that point, I, uh, I, our state was really struggling and I thought, you know, I think I could do better. And so I'm going to run for state office, for state representative, which I did in 2006. Yes, yes. And that was the first that you were elected then in 2006. And um, you tell a story about what that change was like for you. Was it the day after you had won the election? or It was the weekend after. So the weekend after I won the primary election. And this was the kind of seat where you win the primary, you basically won the election. Mm -hmm. And so it was in the summertime. And I was on my way to the Orangeville Township Firefighters Pancake Breakfast. <laughs> Let's and, be specific. Yes, we know the moment, folks. I was, we know uh, the moment. So, but it, I, I had to be there at 7. It's about an hour and a half away from my house. Oh. So when as I was getting in the car and driving across, through the country to, uh, to this uh, fire station, it was still dark. And I was thinking it was just hitting me at that point. I'm never going back to banking. Now, keep in mm. mind, this is what I wanted, right? I, I sure. chose to lo- leave banking and run for office, and I got what I wanted. I won, but it, it kind of hit me. I hadn't spent any time thinking about how my life would change, and it would change in a very permanent way. Yeah, You had this election. It was so intense, and I was working toward it, and here I am, and, I, and I'm driving here to this pancake breakfast to serve pancakes as part of this uh, effort to raise money for the fire station, and I thought, wow, this is like, this is my job now. Like, this sort of thing is what I do. It, it just got real for you in that moment. You know, it's it's funny because I, it, it's funny to say it this way, but I, I didn't I didn't really think about it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the permanence of it. And it hit me at that, at that point. It was, and it was almost like a, like a nostalgia grew for banking. At that, sure. Like, am I sure that I want to do this? Yeah. But it was, uh, but it was, it was a done deal, right? Oh, right. I mean, I, Right? I had made the, the change. The door had closed, or you weren't going back to that. You had opened a new chapter in your life at that point. But yeah, I understand that feeling. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's kind of natural to have some second thoughts, and I definitely sure. had some second thoughts at that point. But the ironic thing is my two career changes, one was of my choosing, and the other one was not of my choosing. And yet the one that was of my choosing was a harder transition for me. And and is be and, and the reason for that is because I learned a lot in that first career change. Right, as we often do. Yes, as as we often do. So your takeaway from that whole experience was what? It's gonna be okay? Really that I need to think ahead and imagine picture what life is going to be like ahead of time. Uh, to to not okay. just to not just um, dive into it and, um, and and make it based on superficial decisions, but when I when I decided to run for governor and then lost that primary, right? Um, at, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, now what comes next? And so I'm looking at all these different options. And as I was considering those options, I I remembered back to the last time I had that change back mm. in 2006. You had that touch and, point, yeah. And and I and I thought, you know what? 
I need to really just imagine and picture everyday life and what it's going to be like. And so when I was, when I was talking these uh, to looking at different options and things, and I'll say when I was at the small business association talking to, uh, to to the folks there about the um, about what the opportunity was, I was picturing like, so where would I park? And okay, so I would park in that parking ramp, and then every morning I would, I would walk down that sidewalk and I would go across the street. I would go into, okay, and I'd take this elevator. Like I'm picturing like what would day-to-day life be like yeah. after if I were to, to take advantage of this opportunity. And it really, it helped a lot. It was a, uh, just a simple little thing. It almost sounds silly, but it was, uh, there weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised about how I felt because I I thought about ahead of time, how do I feel about this? Right. And, and and even went through some of the motions and and uh, it, it just made a huge difference. So I, I would say when somebody goes through a, a career change, whether it's one of your choosing or one that's thrust upon you, uh, that to to spend some time really thinking about the details of life after the change and uh, start just socializing yourself to them, just just getting used to them right? so that when, when it's new, it's not so new. Yeah. And it's it's easy to say that now, right? When you've gone through it a couple of times, the first time through it though, you didn't have the luxury of having that experience. You didn't know. It was kind of jarring. You do that. It, yeah, it was quite jarring. But the, the interesting thing was the second time through, you recognized the value of maybe thinking all of that through in the, as part of your decision-making process, which is great advice, really, really good advice. I'm sure you had a lot of options being the lieutenant governor. I'm sure there were a lot of people that said, Brian, join our team. Come here. We got a spot for you. So how do you sort through all of that? I mean, your visioning process was part of it. There are probably other things. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm a little too. bit surprised that I am doing the type of work that is connected to the government at all, because I was I was ready to to do something totally different. I mean, yeah. I thought I wanted to maybe not even be in the same town, yeah. and yet my office now is two blocks away from where my office was before. Ironically. So it's, it's very, very close. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's so that I looked at all the different options and I did that the visioning exercises and and what kind of felt like it was right. Yeah. Um, it was uh, I I still wanted to have purpose driven or mission driven work mm-hmm. and uh, and some of the other options where you know there's pluses and minuses and that uh, may be a little bit further away from politics the way that politics are these days seemed a little more attractive to me yeah. um, there was uh, well there's <laughs> there was some great uh, there was a great opportunity in West Michigan actually one that even before I started talking to SBAM that I was pretty sure I was going to do uh, what a great community you know Grand Rapids is such a, a dynamic place and I thought you know maybe that's where the next chapter will be uh, but as I really laid it out I, I just I, it, it seemed like in a time especially in a time of divided government uh, where where you have Republicans and Democrats at, at within state government uh, di- controlling different branches and in between the federal government and the state government that I still had a special role to play, you know, the mm-hmm. the work together, find common ground, bend over backward to to know and understand people and, and then uh, make things happen in a positive way. I still had a role to play and I, right. and I wanted that to be uh, a part of it. So uh, SBAM was just a, a, a natural fit in that sense. Yeah, kind of slipped right into the middle of all that because there were definitely things about politics that you liked and enjoyed. That's why you went into it. Right. But where it had, it had come to at this point today 
there are a lot of things about it that you didn't enjoy. It seems like in this role at SBAM, you were able to leave behind maybe the worst of it and still enjoy the best of it. You can have your cake and eat it too. That's really how I look at it. You know, I still am involved in a lot of, a lot of policymaking, a lot of the stuff that I loved before, but it's, um, but I, I've been able to let go of some of the really heavy stuff yeah. and certainly the the intense negativity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You talk about, too, um, the transition and maybe that, I don't know if it was the first day or the first week, you have you mentioned about your phone not ringing, like, is it broken? Where yeah. no looking for me? Talk about that because that can be a real... Um, I, I'm struggling for the word, like a real awakening for people and a career change. Like I'm not looked at, I'm not looked for, I'm not looked to maybe in the same way that I was before. Yes. Like literally at, at a moment in time, power is transferred from one administration to the next administration. And at that point, there are literally thousands of, 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 uh, eyeballs that go from gazing in one direction to gazing in a different direction which is and, refreshing uh, in a it, lot it, of ways it is i mean there's definitely benefits to it the uh, but but part of it was uh that maybe i didn't quite prepare myself for mm. was the intense drop off of communication mm-hmm. the um yeah. like i i was literally sitting on my couch and i think it was wednesday after uh the um the inauguration earlier that week and um, it's maybe 9.30 at night. And I asked my wife, I said, would you call my phone? And she said, why, did you lose it? I said, no, I have it right here, but I, I, think, there, I think it might be broken. <laughs> and uh, she said, why do you think it's broken? I said, well, I haven't, nobody's called me in like three hours. Oh and, and she said, well, who would be calling you at 9.30 at night? And I thought about it like, well, I guess nobody would. You know, they used to it, all the time, but they don't anymore. Bef- before, yeah. my, my phone would not say, you know, emails and texts and calls and things. It, they would go definitely through midnight. And then when I would wake up in the morning, I would just, it would usually even before I got up, it the, the traffic had started. So it was like never ending. And then it dropped off pretty quick. And that was an adjustment. I've learned to really appreciate that. For sure. But, uh, but at that point, it, it was uh, it, it was something that maybe I didn't quite anticipate what it felt like to be less in demand. Yeah, yeah. And there are elements like that when you make a job change that you just don't often think through and they can be pretty jarring. Yeah, and and, and even just let, I try to like, sometimes I have to remind myself to let go of, you know, I see something happening out there and it's like, oh, but they're doing it wrong. And uh, we just handled it this way or maybe I should give in that. Well, it's not my job anymore. Not my No, really need to let them... Um, move forward and and um, and you know learn it and and get it done, uh, but that's an, another part I've had to kind of train myself because my brain automatically goes into action. I'll see a headline, it'll be something negative about state government. Like, okay, so I need to call this person. I need to get on uh, get on top of this issue and pull out. And then, wait, no, I don't have to do any of those things. Isn't that something? So for those in transition, to consider that work life balance is a real thing. Like it's not some ethereal pie in the sky thing that just a few people get. Like real people, even high demand people can adjust quite nicely to work life balance. Yes. I I've really the last year I have not missed my kids uh band concerts mm. and sporting events and I I drop them off at school in the morning. It's there's oh, there's a, it's it's it is it's that's a huge perk to not being in office. And then the other thing that I was was I I learned a few months after leaving office, I didn't realize 
Like I would wake up every morning and my jaw was would be so tired, but I didn't realize how much until it stopped happening. Oh, and I would wow. wake up and I think, oh, I don't my my mouth feels so much better. I'm not, I haven't been clenching my teeth all night. Oh, and so the stress, uh, yeah, the stress really level came way down, right down. and wow. yeah, I mean, I almost feel guilty about um, you know, I have a, a I've I've got a big job now. I put in a lot of hours, mm-hmm. but it's not heavy, stressful, controversial, conflict uh, f- um, ridden work. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's more regular work right. and, and it's important, but it's not, uh, it, it doesn't bring on the same level of stress as before. Right. Right. And you talk about too, in the adjustment, you know, wondering if you're in the right spot. I'm sure you had a few days when you were in your new role at SPAM, even where you thought, am I doing the right thing? Is this really the, the right spot to be? And about just moving through that, giving things a chance. Talk about that a little bit and just really yeah. be comfortable in your new spot. It, I think it's important to, when you you make a change and you're, especially if it's something brand new and you're learning something new, you go from something you're really, comp, you feel like an expert at, oh, yeah. and now you're going to something new and you're kind of starting over a bit. You're no longer quite the authority as uh, as maybe you were mm-hmm. before, uh, especially leaving a governor's office. I mean, my office was literally right next to, adjacent to Rick Snyder's for eight years. Right. And there is no job that you can go to after being the governor's right-hand man, other than being governor yourself, True. that doesn't feel like a demotion. Of course. And so of you- course. So it's a as 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 I got into this job, I um there there were those times, and I think, you know, it doesn't feel as as important oh, as I, big, you true. know, as as before. Which but, is no slam on the roll or SBAM. No, in any of course way, not. But I hear what you're saying, and I one hundred percent of jobs would have felt that way, right? Except for governor. <laughs> so, right. So that was right. the um that was part of the thing too is to really embrace the role and relearn about all the interesting, exciting and important things that happen that are not inside state government. Oh, yeah. And 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 that was what was really cool about it. I mean, I'm on a bank board now and in the Oakland University Board of Trustees. I'm on the board of uh, of directors for Special Olympics and Autism Alliance of Michigan. And as uh, in addition to my role at SBAM, and there's all of these things and in the, in, in there's important life changing work that's happening in each of those organizations. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a part of them now. And it's like I'm it's just continuously rediscovering the uh all, all of the things that that make our communities work that have nothing to do with state government and that's the uh that and that's where i was really able to on a different level embrace what the future could be yeah. as opposed to thinking about what the past could have been yeah that's great advice i can relate in a small way you know i wasn't sitting next to the governor ever in my career but i remember having that moment too where i wondered if i did the right thing it was 22 years ago when i transitioned into the executive search business and i literally remember the second day after accepting the job that night i couldn't sleep and i got up and i went to the computer and i started looking online to see what other jobs were available <laughs> out there thinking i may have made a terrible mistake i don't know if i can i don't know if this is right so to have those little shreds of doubt but to just stay true to who you know you are and to give it a chance um i bet you're glad you stuck through it, even when you may have wondered at times, like, is this a right fit for me? I know I am, because here I am 22 years later in a job that I love and and running the business in an industry that I love. So there's something to be said for be true to who you are, know what you want and stick with it. My, my life is immeasurably better 
Yeah. The quality of my life is so much higher than it was before. And, uh, and so that's a, um, and, and that's not to say I, I, I don't have, I'd look very fondly on my time in state government. Oh, it was, uh, I, I'm so thankful to have had that opportunity to, to serve in that way. And now I've found something that has given me the, the ability to still be involved in, in the, in the political and policy making world, but also to have a life. Right. Now, I'm a marathon runner. I love running. I love music. I play piano. And and uh, and so I've been able to spend more time on those types of hobbies. I got a dog. I've never had a situation in my life where I was home enough to take care of a dog. Yes. And, and, and so we have a dog now. And I'm surprised oh, at how much I love having. Yeah, it's a golden retriever, four and a half months old. And oh. Um, Do we have a name? She's awesome. Sadie, Sadie is her name. which is so cute. Yes. So it's after I actually got that from a Beatles tune. Oh. So, um, but yeah, that is a, um, that, so there are all those things, you know, that, that are a part of my life now that wouldn't right. have been otherwise. Right. And interestingly, you may have needed to come through all of those steps in your life, including that experience as Lieutenant Governor to get to where you're at right now and be so uniquely effective, so uniquely qualified to do the role that you do now at SBAM because you've got a special mix of everything the organization was looking for and at that moment in time. The, the, the role at SBAM and, and the way that my background has prepared me for this, it, it really it feels so natural, yeah. like it was uh, that everything came together in, in my life path in a way that just uniquely prepared me for this specific organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's really, it is really cool to think about it in those terms that, yeah. uh, that it was, um, you know, sometimes the path that you get and the path that you wanted before didn't match up and you found out that you were wrong. And uh, in, in, in this case, um, you know, sometimes it's good to be wrong. Absolutely, and, and hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? I mean, we—if you only you could know that at the beginning, but uh, it's only in the end we see that. So let's revisit. You've got some great takeaways. I want to make sure we don't miss those for folks who are listening right now. So, I hear some of the advice you're saying is really envision your life after the transition, right? Know what that's going to be like. Picture yourself in it. Walk through those steps. Walk through a, a day in the life of. Think about the details, you yeah. know, in terms of what, what is, and then, and then pay attention to how you're feeling as you're walking through those details, yeah. you know, and that's, it could, it's just a good exercise, a very practical thing and something I'm thankful that I have now and, and, uh, and will always be a tool that I use in the future. Right. Thankful you took the time to really utilize that and then embrace the change, right? Really embrace it because there's good in it, even if you doubt yourself sometimes. Yeah, There's think about the it. think about and think about it at a high level too. Yeah. Like you might have a function in an organization, but think about the overall mission or the outcome of the of the work that that entire organization produces, and in your work is necessary for that. So if I think, right. of, let's say, if you're an accountant or something, you think of yourself, well, I'm anybody could can do the ledgers or pay the invoice or whatever. No, but. But you're doing accounting, which supports the work right. uh, of of the mission of that organization, right. and I think just embrace the the bigger picture, and that you're a part of something really important. Right, right, without a doubt. And then lastly, you you shared that you know really allow yourself time and space to get comfortable in the spot, give it a chance. Yeah, that that and that's that's the thing is nothing new feels natural or comfortable mm. or very rarely so giving just giving it a chance is important and uh, it doesn't take long 
if you if you really do, if you just allow yourself the chance, even in cases where it's not exactly what you wanted, or maybe especially in cases where it's not what you wanted, right. uh, to to still give it a hundred percent of everything you got and give it give it yourself a chance to to like it, to adjust to this new challenge and uh, and love it as much as the challenge you wanted. Yeah, for sure. So now here you are. You've been in the role. How long now? It's been a year and two months. Yeah. Okay. So what do you like best about what you're doing today? Well, I I like the people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, uh, we've got 28 people that work at the Small Business Association and uh, they're they just a, such a high quality mm-hmm. group of people. Uh, a lot of the the management team has been together for a very long time. So I'm the new kid on the block. But there's <laughs> a, um, but but top to bottom, this organization is one that um, that operates well. Actually, it operates like a small business. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the the culture here is very entrepreneurial. People care about each other. We know each other deeply. And uh, so that that's my favorite thing about it. But then I, I do I love still working in, in public policy, but I, it doesn't have to rule every aspect of my life. Right. I mean, SBM is a business services organization that also does advocacy. So I can live most of my life in the in the very logical business world and then also get into the madness of politics yeah. from time to time. Combining the best of both worlds yes. in your previous lives. Without yeah. all the negativity. You bet. You bet. Well, Brian, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us today. We uh, we appreciate Brian Kelly, the president of the Small Business Association of Michigan, and sharing his thoughts on career change and reinventing you. Thanks so much for being on The Welsh Wire, Brian. Great to be on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.